Well, you know, it turns out the time uh, Rather was beat up, that was George Bush. And, and the cab driver who kidnapped him, George Bush. And when the network went black, remember that? Guess who was working the boards? What do you know? From the Fisher Theater on the Iowa State University campus at Ames, Iowa, it's What Do You Know with Michael Feldman from National Public Radio. I'm your announcer, Jim Packard. That's Johnny Tulane at the piano. In this hour of What Do You Know, the Iowa boy Chuck Offenberger, the What Do You Know quiz, and the hotline. What Do You Know is made possible in part by Victor's Coffee and Tea, coffee beans from around the world roasted by Victor himself seven days a week, tea and related brewing accessories, Madison, Milwaukee, and the world. Now, the man who makes no promises and keeps them, Michael Feldman. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, come on. That's a little excessive. Admit it. Well, uh, carrying on with the news here, Bush says that uh, Rather never laid a glove on him after the interview. Did you read that? Uh, probably his biggest boast since he said he was more of a man than Geraldine Ferraro. I... <laughs> I'll tell you, though, but seriously, but seriously, on those meetings, he says he doesn't remember the meetings. I believe him. I mean, I've been in lots of meetings, lots of meetings, and I don't remember one of them. You know? I mean, they could have been discussing arms to Iran. I don't recall. It might have been the Xerox machine, something about the Xerox machine. Who remembers meetings? I, I think he's right about that. The vice president came out on top, I think, but uh, he's going a little far wearing uh, that uh, George Macho Man Bush robe around. I think it's going to backfire. And I guess Sam Donaldson is next up now on the marquee. <laughs> Apparently Bush has been studying with the Stooges cream pie, uh, man. It's going to look good. And then, of course, the title shot at uh, Helen Thomas looks good in, in the fall. It's a very contentious season for the Republicans. Uh, had that tug of war over Michigan, which uh, actually pulled off uh, the Upper Peninsula and then was <laughs> severed. It's now drifting around up there towards Canada somewhere. Robertson, of course, claimed he was defrauded after Michigan, and uh, ever since it's been raining frogs on Kemp and Bush. And, uh, frogs, it's a biblical reference. <laughs> ever try getting frogs out of a downspout? It's almost impossible. Well, I can say. And I guess Jackson is telling people, his people who pass the plate at, uh, at uh, church on Sunday. It's Super Sunday or something, Super Saver Sunday. And uh, it's nice, but I don't know. I had a pagan baby in mind. I was thinking something else. My heart was set on it. I... The question is, what is he going to do with all those collar buttons? I think it's really... <laughs> See, now what Jackson needs, he's got to do something dramatic like he went and got the hostage. He's got to rescue Maria Schreiber from Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. <laughs> I'd vote for him. Of course, Morris the Cat's still in the running. As you know, he's running for president. But uh, I guess the Miami Herald sent a man to sift through his litter box and <laughs> see what they could come up with. <laughs> Robertson's been crisscrossing Iowa, as I understand it, in a fleet of buses. I guess that's true. And uh, I bet the bus driver's a little bit tired of onward Christian soldier. <laughs> <clears throat> 99 crosses the bear on the wall. 99 crosses the bear. <laughs> Everybody wanted those crosses. No. <laughs> Nobody, I guess, but me. Well, it's uh, 
I guess it's impossible now in Iowa to run into anyone who has not met a candidate. How many of you have met candidates here? Applaud if you've met them. Anyone here who has not met a candidate? <laughs> now, have you consciously avoided it? You must have gone out of your way not to meet candidates. Right? I, understand. I understand if you order too over easy in a diner, you get Babbitt and Kemp. It's just a... <laughs> How do you get a refill when there's a photo opportunity going on with the Bun-O-Matic? You know, that's really upsetting, I think. Ask for patties, you get Robertson, inside of Robertson, and you know, it's ridiculous. And I guess guys in Oshkosh Bagashes are at a premium now, and uh, just for the news media, it's been Time Magazine. They want to shoot people wearing bib overalls for some reason, you know. Businessmen are wearing them now, it's really strange, because they get a few bucks for a photo opportunity, it's worth it. Some of the hopefuls have been through so often that uh, spring plowing is going to be unnecessary, as I understand it. <laughs> And you can tell where they've been because the corn will be the tallest. That's right. And that's a very old joke. But it's very great to be here. Ames is a, is a beautiful little town. And uh, I haven't actually been to Des Moines this trip because, the, well, the crew is staying in Des Moines. There was a mix-up. And, well, it really wasn't a mix-up. <laughs> the crew is in Des Moines. And Consuelo and I are here in, in uh, Ames at a, very, at a luxury suite, which I won't name with a high school wrestling tournament. <laughs> All of them in the Whirlpool, I might add. It's really, seeing wrestlers in a Whirlpool is quite a treat. To fill us in on Iowa and the, the real human side of Iowa, now the media, of course, those of you listening in other parts of the country, get the media side of Iowa, and you've heard a lot of it. A lot of it is hype, a lot of it is just, well, like this Time magazine, I'm sure you've seen this thing. Mm -hmm. Iowa profiled the feisty folks who have an outsized say in picking the next president. You feisty folks out there, does this accurately describe you? It's a good piece. It's a good piece, of course, as I was saying. And there's a lot of bib overalls in it, I noticed. Well, the man who can tell us about it is the Iowa boy, his old sweet self, uh, Chuck Offenberger, here on my right. Uh, you, know, you all know Chuck. Now, I did not come here to do Iowa jokes, Chuck. Good, I'm glad to hear that. To reassure you. Now, when does a boy stop being a boy, though? That's, I guess, my first question. And... Man, I got to grow up first. <laughs> We must be in the same age bracket, roughly speaking. 40. 40-ish? 40-ish. No, I guess we're not then. I'm much younger than that. <laughs> not even 39 yet, so I, don't, I can't relate to you at all, I guess. It's a different generation. Now, this is... I guess what impresses about me is that you're the only man who has dated the, uh, all the women of Wartburg College at once. I think that's a... Is that yeah, true? we went to a... Uh, I took all the co-eds up at Wartburg uh, out one night. Uh, we went to the wrestling match. <laughs> it was Wartburg versus Luther in wrestling. I, I said this was Lutheran wrestling at its zenith. <laughs> How did it go? Did you? Uh... Oh, God, they're ugly. <laughs> Chuck Offenberger, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much, Chuck, <laughs> for being here. This is totally uncensored, though, and uh, I'm sorry I brought it up, actually. Now... Can you still eat lunch in Cedar Rapids and uh, get the tuna salad sandwich and slip into the Paramount Theater? Oh, yeah, theater. right. You get in the Paramount Theater, and they, uh, uh, there are people that go down there and play the organ as it rises, a grand old pipe organ in this old theater, yeah. and they get, get down there and play it. And they, I mean, I don't know. I think they're into the Phantom of the Opera or something, and they play <laughs> it as it comes up. And The reason I like to do that is I get way up high in the balcony, and as Bud Frank from Cedar Rapids is playing that thing, and he thinks he's all in there, 2,700-seat theater. He thinks he's there all alone, and all of a sudden, he gets done with a song, and from high in the balcony, he hears. 
And that's the Iowa boy, right? Yeah. I just kind of hang out. You get the tuna salad sandwich in Armstrong's, is it, the place? Yep. In the, in the basement still? How much does that go for? Uh, well, times are tough. I mean, I suppose it's up to a buck fifteen by now. Yeah. Where's the place that you wrote about one column? It wasn't in the book, but uh, where the tacos are adjusted to the price of... Uh, oh, that wheat? was down in Oakville in uh, southeast Iowa. It's down near Burlington uh, in that area. Uh, in kind of a show of solidarity between a restaurant owner and the local farmers, this guy, they sell every Thursday night, I believe it is, they sell tacos for three ta a plate of three tacos for whatever the price of a bushel of corn is at the elevator that day. So it's a barometer. Of the, they should be looking at this instead of the uh, mortgages or the housing stuff. Well, really. believe me, those people in the restaurant would like to be getting more for their tacos. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I saw a uh, cartoon, I guess, somewhere. It, it pictured Iowa as, uh, it had three, three signs, I think. Iowa small towns, Iowa smaller towns, and smallest towns. So it's really a state of, of small towns. Have you been in, are there towns in Iowa you've not been to yet that you've discovered? There have been a few. I think that the state map lists uh, 900 and, uh, 956 incorporated towns or something like that. And I, I did count uh, last summer, and I figure that I've now been in over 700 of them. And, wow, that's and that, but that's sticking 15 years. So, yeah. uh, I'll get there. There was a town of seven. What, what town was it? They had the reunion? Fiscus. In Fiscus, that's right. Fiscus. And they had how many people come for the reunion? Or Three and a half thousand. Celebration. <laughs> how does that work? Now, I was trying to figure out the mathematics involved. How does a town of seven have uh, three and a half thousand relatives? Well, uh, what, that, what the Fiscus Centennial proved, uh, from, from my standpoint, I was Grand Marshal of the Centennial <laughs> Parade. What did that entail? Uh... uh just going out there and riding in a convertible in the parade and uh, the, the intriguing thing to me about the Fiscus Centennial, I think that was in 1986, was that you can take a parade through two oat fields and over three gravel roads and still have a hell of a parade. <laughs> <laughs> but who were all these thousands of people who showed up in a town of seven? Are they, are they relatives? Are they, is it like a bloodline that extends? They're Iowa boy readers in the Des Moines Register. <laughs> So they were there for you, is what you're saying. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> is, what I don't get, though, now, Fiscus, is, is it still a thriving town? It, it, it functions a, as a town. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, the, the, the truth is it's a crossroads settlement, you uh -huh. know, half a dozen houses. Um, we got a lot of those in Iowa. We, yeah. still, we still do. Um, is seven the smallest you've run across? Or? Uh, no, I mean, there's some, you know, there's some where you've got one house sitting at a corner. I mean, but that, that stretches the, the idea of community. I mean, this, this place, uh, <laughs> Fiscus, Fiscus really does have a sense of community about itself. It's a wonderful place. Now, how big is Shenandoah? That's where you're from, right? Shenandoah, the best small town in America. It's about 6,000. 6,000. Yeah. And home of the of Everly Brothers, right? Yeah. Did you know Don and Phil? Uh, they're a little older than I am. They're, they're, they're roughly 50 right now. Yeah. Um, my older brothers knew them well when they were going through school. I got to meet them uh, in the summer of 86 when they came home to Shenandoah for their first ever hometown concert. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you I know a girl named Lucille by any chance? <laughs> I'm really curious. You know that song, Lucille? You don't do your daddy's will? Yeah. Yeah. No Lucille that you know of in Shenandoah? No, no, no. Ask him about it if you see those guys. I'm really curious. Well, Don Everly had a great line when he got up there in Shenandoah that night. He said uh, they went through their, their songs that all have the, the, the titles are all the names of girls. Yeah. And Don Everly said, well, you know, uh, 
we, we've sung an awful lot of songs with the names of girls and the titles, and the truth is that since you've last seen Phil and me, we've been married to almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they all went to Wartburg. See how this all fits together? <laughs> And you ride a bike around the state, don't you? I mean, is that still going on? Oh, yeah. we're. Uh, in fact, this week we'll go out. Uh, it's Ragbri. It's Rag the Bri. Register's annual great bicycle ride across Iowa. Yeah. Could you... Um, <laughs> sure, you're, you're applauding, but how many of you make that ride? Oh, that's, that's surprising. Right. Could you hold, the, your, hold and, your calves up, please? I'd like to see them. And, and the rest of them are looking for tickets. <laughs> you need a ticket to ride in this thing? Well, we, we issue credentials for it. and uh, No Beatles reference. Uh, Take it easy. <laughs> Guys, this, this better is than the, I am out there. Ragbri's 15 years old. We did the 15th one last summer. And, uh, I mean, as a total surprise to us, this thing started as a lark 15 years ago. It has now become a major deal in Iowa where we... There, every year we, we struggle to keep the number of bicycle riders to 8,000. And uh, half of those come from out of state, half of them are Iowans. We usually have a dozen foreign countries represented. And it's, so it has become a tough ticket. Yeah. Anybody on a three-speed? Oh, uh, yeah, you see or every, heavyweight bike or? every kind of machine possible out yeah, there, you yeah, see them. Yeah. And they all make you hurt. <laughs> Did you invent that? The ragbri? No, the bicycle. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> was that something of your doing? Because you must be a... I came on uh, 10 years into it. Oh, really? So it was going So on. I've done five, yeah. Okay. Uh, you did a, one column. Uh, you know you're in a small town. You know you're in small town Iowa when. Can you give us some of those? I think they're... Do you, do you give me the book. Give me the book. Okay. Um, <laughs> need a page reference there? I got it. Okay. The genesis of this was uh, a friend of mine, uh, John Field, who's the editor and publisher in Hamburg, Iowa, down in southwest Iowa. Field is at a Christmas party one year, and uh, everybody's dressed up in Hamburg, and a lawyer friend of his, Howard Winger, walked up to him and said, John, that's a handsome new suit you're wearing. Well, Field thought about it, went home, thought about it some more, and he called me up the next morning and repeated the story, and he says, you know, it just struck me, he says, that suit was actually five years old, but it just struck me that you know you're in small town Iowa when absolutely everybody thinks they know when you buy a new suit. <laughs> and um, he said, we, we ought to do something with this. So we ran a joint contest between his column in Hamburg and my column in the register. That's how it started out, actually. But then he said that since my column had a few more readers, we'd run it in my column in the register. And I said, fine, then the grand prize would be on him, and he said, what? And I said, uh, a night on the town in Hamburg with the two of us. So that's what we did, and we opened this contest up. This is five that years was, old. Was that first prize? Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Are you getting snooty about this? <laughs> I'm not, I, no, I'm into this, totally. I mean, I've been to Wisconsin. <laughs> that whole place is just one big Camp McCoy. <laughs> hey, I won't trade jokes here. Now, we're, we're all Midwestern here, aren't we? That's right. The heartland. I may be from the right aorta, and you're from the left aorta, but it's all the heartland. That's, uh, Don't patronize us, man. We're trying to decide about you. <laughs> Get back to the book here. Just read something. Kind of so we open, we open this contest up in the, in the paper, and we made up some of our own answers uh, just to kick this thing off, show people what we're looking for to complete the phrase, you know you're in small town, I will win. 
in uh, 10 days, we had 3,500 responses, <laughs> and uh, it was overwhelming, to, to, to say the least. But I, I think we hit on some, I mean, they're, they're funny and they're goofy, but they're true. Well, let's, and, let us judge that, Chuck, would you please? Yeah. <laughs> and I think they get down to the... Uh, yeah, yeah, we know. Could you just... <laughs> I want to hear something. You know you're in small town <laughs> Iowa when a night on the town in Hamburg sounds like a big deal. <laughs> When you receive get well cards after having a vasectomy. <laughs> Can you say that on national? No, no, you can't. Uh, you know you're in small town Iowa when you're born on June 13th and receive prizes from the merchants for being the second baby of the year. <laughs> and this came from Albert City, Iowa. True situation. You know you're in small town Iowa when the realtor advertises he'll show houses at night so no one will know you're looking. <laughs> and when the winner of the most popular category in the local art show has exhibited a painted saw. <laughs> How far do we go, man? <laughs> Give us a couple more here. You're on a roll tough audience to do this with I mean <laughs> folks remember these are things that people sent in to me right <laughs> you know you're in small town Iowa when after a major snowstorm the farmers all have a race to see who can be the first one to get to town to sit in the coffee shop to talk about how tough it was to get to town <laughs> Well, if you liked it, I'll tell you, I made it up. <laughs> uh, you know, you're in small town Iowa when the local radio station, in this case it was Centerville Station down in southern Iowa, announces it will preempt its network coverage of Saturday's Iowa-Illinois homecoming football game so that its own announcers can bring you float-by-float -float coverage of the Pancake Day Parade. <laughs> oh, Pancake Day. What makes that batter anyhow, huh? There's always, there's always something special that makes the batter, right? Oh, yes. Uh, some of them are pretty strange ingredients, too, that you probably wouldn't want to know about. Well, I know you've got to run to coach a basketball game somewhere. That's right. Is this my, my kid basketball team's taking the court at noon, and I've got to be there. Yeah, so you've got to rush back down there. It's been a pleasure having you here. And uh, anything else you want to say to your, uh, your many fans out there before you leave? Well, I'm glad to see a good turnout here. I want to, everybody, we've got one week left before the caucuses. Yeah. Um, everybody just kind of suck it up and tough it out for one more week, and then we're <laughs> going to get back to normal. <laughs> Chuck Offenberger. The Iowa boy. I forgot to ask him about the outhouse and the well-known college president. There's a story there somewhere. We'll find out about that next time. Oh, by the way, if you'd like to join us uh, by phone in the course of the show, we do have a number, don't we, Jim? We do have a number. It's 515-294-9616. Uh, and they charge us. that to you, right? Right. Yeah. Call collect. Or charges Jim Packard, P-A-C-K-A-R-D. A-R-D. Uh, so it's area code 515-294-9616 if you uh, want to join us in the course of this. 
And of course, today's show, we're going to be looking for the person in our audience here, or maybe at home, who has endured the most candidates. We have, we have a rough idea that some people have uh, seen perhaps all the candidates that have come through. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Except Morris the Cat. Anyone seen Morris the Cat? No, okay, he's still missing, apparently. After the Miami thing, he's gone underground. He'll only talk to the feline press now. He's not. Of course, uh, we brought along with us our entire staff and crew here. As a matter of fact, we've augmented it. We've got uh, John Tooling, as who you all know. Maybe you don't know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, John. Wait a minute. How are you? What? You got in late last night, didn't you? We got in about You don't want to talk to me. No, I do. I do. We got yeah. in about 12.30. 12.30. You okay to, to play? Sure, sure. Yeah. I feel great this morning. And with Jeff Eccles is joining us here on bass. Jeff's a good old Wisconsin boy from Bayfield, Wisconsin. It's about as far north as you can go in Wisconsin without uh, getting wet. Cornucopia is further, right? Or farther. Whatever is right. What are you going to lead off here with, John? Uh, this is called Knuckle Bean. John Tooling and Jeff Eccles. One, two, one, two, three, four.
Knuckle Bean, thank you. Jeff Eccles on this. Thanks a lot. I like the way Jeff does that with his head. It's impossible to play a bass and not do that with your head, right? You gotta, I don't say, you can't see this at home, of course, but it goes something like this. You hear the rattle, you know what I mean. Okay. That's Jeff Eccles and, of course, John Tooling, the fabulous John Tooling, and his shirt. This is his road shirt he's wearing here, the, uh, the aqua and the black. Very nice. Very nice. How y'all doing? We got a great audience here at the Fisher uh, Theater in uh, Ames, uh, right on campus here. It's a beautiful theater, usually reserved for more legitimate acts than this. But the acoustics are good. Anyone sing opera? We'll test the acoustics. Any opera singers in the audience? We can, oh, good. Here's an opera singer right here. Do you really sing opera? I really have. Yeah? Can you do a little, because I want to hear what this sounds like. This is such a nice theater that we're not really using it to its full extent. You probably want to stand to do this, right? I honestly didn't know this. Uh, and they say the show is not legit. Now, what, what's, what's your name? Sam Wormley. Sam, uh, you do sing opera professionally? No, I've done it. Uh, I've done it with the Des Moines Civic Opera Association back in the '60s. Yeah. Can you give us a Toria Dora or something like that? Don't spit on the floor. One of those. <laughs> Arias. How cold your little hand is. Let me warm it in my own. Your key. Don't find it. It's far too cold to find it. How about that. Very nice. <laughs> I hope we didn't put you on the spot with it. No, no, not at all. I really should have really called in advance and asked you to work on something. Okay, that was very good, though. That was, that was from what? That was from... Uh, that was from... Uh... <laughs> you don't want to say it because that might narrow it down too much. She needs La Boheme. La Boheme. Okay, so that's, that wasn't like a virgin. And I thought it for a minute... <laughs> that's, uh, it has some of the same feeling to it. Some of the same... Uh, I think it was the warming your hand in mine part. Okay. Now, we have uh, people from across Iowa. Who's, who's from the furthest corner of Iowa here? I'm kind of curious. Furthest corner is right up here. All right, let's just see. I have to scoot up here. Pardon my Phil Donahue-ness. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can get through. Can I get through this aisle? I'm going to weave down here. There's a woman sitting. Yes, it's you, ma'am. This is your life. We brought your entire family here from, from Fiscus. Hi, how are you? From Pisgah. From Pisgah. Okay, now locate Pisgah for us on the map. I my husband do it. Okay. Western Iowa. Western Iowa. Clearwork by the river. By the river. And how big is Pisgah? 220. 220? More or less. Now, do, does everyone know? <laughs> yes. We live on a farm. On the farm. Mm -hmm. When you go to town, do you brag about how hard it was to get to the cafe to have a cup of coffee? Sure, sure. <laughs> does it get worse and worse each time? Oh, yes. It's like my father's story is about walking to school to get longer and longer, you know, as it Pretty soon it's 20 miles with newspapers wrapped around his feet, you know. And I know it's not true. He was chauffeured to work, probably, for all I know. Now, does, does everyone there know when you buy a new suit? That's the question. Oh, yes, sure. So Offenberger wasn't just giving me a line of bull. He was right. Yeah, right on So, Pisca, nice to have you here. Thank you. Have you back here, and I'm going to weave my way out here. What does what this little uh, symbol on your sweater mean? That's a cyclone. That's a cyclone? Yeah. All right. Give me a C. Give me a C. C. Give me a Y. Y. Give me a C. C. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> what does it spell? Get out of here. What are you talking about? That's a bird of some sort, though, isn't it? 
Oh, that's the uh, Iowa State uh, emblem for all the athletics. Oh, I see. Can you explain to me what this? I read an Iowa poll. I didn't understand this. Where they want they want to pass a law where Iowa State has to play Northern Iowa and then play Ames. What is it? Iowa State does. It's the Iowa University that's too aloof to do that. They're too aloof to play Northern Iowa. So. <laughs> Is this before the state legislature now? They're going to pass a law and force them to play? It's being discussed. Yeah. Are you in favor? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What the heck? Nothing to be afraid of. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. The Cyclones are already playing up there. Yes. And we, we beat them, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for filling me in on that. Excuse me. I'm just going to get out of this aisle here. A little narrow in the aisles here. This is not designed. How are you? Fine. What's your name? Laura David. Laurie, where are you from? Ames. You're from Ames? Yep. You can applaud your town if you want, but actually we're in Ames, so... It's is there any kind of rivalry between the Ames and Des Moines? Do people get uppity if they're from Des Moines or vice versa? Not really. No, of course not. I didn't think. What, what grade are you in school? Sixth. Did you recognize that Madonna tune a little earlier? And then... Yes. It's old. Yeah, it is. Uh... <laughs> who do you, if I might ask, who do you like in the performing? Uh... Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany. But she's kind of over the hill, too. She's going to be 17. Yeah. <laughs> kind of old are you? No. <laughs> do you like Debbie Gibson? Yeah. Do you want to do a little number here for us? No. Okay. <laughs> that, she doesn't influence any of your styles, though, right? The way you dress. Sort of. Yeah, okay. You're Tiffany influenced, you'd say? Yeah, looks that way. Nice to meet you. We've got, uh, yes. What was that? Well, for her. Yes, of course. Very nice. She did a, she did a good job. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm kidding. I'm going to catch you just as you're about to blow your nose, wouldn't right. you? Right. Know? <laughs> Doesn't it always happen? You're about to blow your nose in Iowa, and someone sticks a microphone in here. And ask you how you feel about the caucuses. So I'll, I'll, I'll wait a minute here. Go ahead. Blow your nose. No, that's all right. I can wait. I've got all the time in the world. What do you want to ask me? Oh, I just, who are you? Uh, I'm Delilah Aarons. I'm from Boone. Delilah from Boone. Nice to meet you. Is this, is this Mr. Aarons here? Yes, it is. How do you do, sir? And your first name? Ray. Ray? And Delilah. Very nice. I like both those names. Uh, what do you folks do in Boone? I'm a carpenter, contractor. A contractor? Okay. And we live there. It's convenient. You live there. <laughs> Most people do live in their hometown. I, I don't know why that is for a while. And uh, if, do you have a family, Delilah? I have uh, two sons and three grandchildren. Two sons and three grandchildren. Are they anyone here? Any grandkids no, here? No, they don't live in, in Iowa. Oh, yeah, where do they live now? Uh, two of them live in Whitefish Bay. In Milwaukee, that yeah. is. Yeah, and the other one lives by Detroit. By Detroit. They're doing pretty well if they're in Whitefish Bay. You know, that's really... Uh, it's a nice community. Pretty uppity, uh, uppity. <laughs> you need papers. I don't know if you're in Milwaukee. You need papers to cross the border into Whitefish Bay. It's a kind of a upper class. But it's not. It's very nice. And, and um, is it true what uh, Chuck was saying about uh, small town Iowa? Did, does that ring true? Pretty much so, I think. Yeah, but you take some exception with it, don't you? Well, it's a little exaggerated, don't you think? <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm asking you, I guess, because, you know, I don't... The one about the farmers was right on the nose. (laughs) Have you been accosted by politicians and candidates? I've met a couple of them in Boone. I think they've all been to our town. And uh, I have met uh, Bush and Dole. Uh And what's your opinion? About... (laughs) I I think you're right about the taller corn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course, that could be the Eradicane, too, you know. Or very, that works, you know. 
we share, you talk about Wisconsin, Iowa, we share that feeling about the corn worms. Corn borers and grub worms, we, we feel the same way about those. But you have no opinion as to, I mean, you know, it all comes down to like how the... Do you want me to say who I'm for? Well, how they impressed you as human beings, and then who you're for. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I've only met two, yeah. and uh, they both impressed me a lot, and I haven't decided which of the two, but I'm going to be for one or the other of them. That's be the reason I went to meet those people. Okay. Very forthright of you to state it that way. Now, who are you for? I don't get that. <laughs> did you mention it, or did I miss that somewhere? Next? I, uh, you don't, I didn't mention it. <laughs> Republican side, though, we're talking. I am a Republican, of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. And we all are, aren't we? <laughs> can't we agree anything here? I can't believe this. We can't agree on where to play the basketball game. And uh, you feel the same way as your wife? About what? About <laughs> <laughs> he tuned out in the audience. That's pretty unusual when someone does that. Got small towns and presidents and basketball going. <laughs> and which do you pay attention to? Small towns. You're, you know you're in. You know you're in a small town when you turn around and you're out. Very good. That's Ray and Delilah from Boone. Nice to meet you both. Nice to have you here. Now, <laughs> I turned around and I'm out, so I must have been in a in a small town. Okay, I, I'm kind of curious, and we'll get to this in the course of the show, I guess, but. Uh, should we try it now? See who's met the most candidates? What the heck? Let's try it now, okay? Uh, I want you to keep applauding until uh, it no longer applies to you, all right? Mike Feldman. No, no, no. No, no. That's, oh, sorry, just very cheap. That's cheap. Uh, how many of you met one candidate? This is in the flesh. All right, you met two candidates. Three candidates. Four candidates. Five candidates. Six candidates. Seven candidates. This gentleman, all right, we got, uh, who's the, you, you've been applauding through this whole thing. You met all these guys? Yep, yep. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Say that again, I like that. Reason. Yep, yep. <laughs> and you met them all in the flesh? Uh, yes, I have. Shook hands with all of them, looked them all in the eye? Yes, I have. Uh, and uh, what, do you, what was your feeling? Sometimes it's scary. Anyone remove your uh, watch while you were shaking hands with them? Or? Not that I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who had the best handshake then? Let me put it that way. Best handshake. What's your name? Rich Pope. Rich, nice to meet you. Where are you from? I'm from originally Sloan, Iowa, which is near Pisgah. Okay. Not terribly far away. Stone's, uh, Sloan's throw from Pisgah. <laughs> Sloan's throw from Pisgah, right. Uh, best handshake you were asking. Pro best handshake, yeah. Probably Jesse Jackson. Good handshake. <laughs> okay. That, that was the best. Bruce Babbitt's up there, too. A good handshake, Bruce. See, you know, it doesn't come across on them. You guys kind of partisan around here, isn't it, I guess? Uh, who, was there a man who uh, more presence than the others, and someone who really impressed you with his just presence? Well, I've been doing a bunch of calling for one of the candidates, Bruce Babbitt. Uh -huh. So he's apparently impressed you. You bet. Yeah. Is he catching on here? I can't tell. Yeah. I think so. You bet. <laughs> he I'll speak to uh, Ray and Delilah here, because I don't think <laughs> Agree with you on that. Best handshake, Jesse Jack. Probably, yeah. Okay, now who is the gentleman over there? Someone applauding over here met six or seven. Yes, I see you got a Paul Simon button. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't don't let that influence your answer here, but uh, he has an excellent handshake. An excellent handshake. Yes. Kind of short though. You have to reach down to get it. Don't you? About my size. <laughs> oh, about yours? I'm sorry, sir. He's short too. I didn't. He's sitting down. I didn't notice. Good handshake. Huh? Yes. Were you partisan before uh, this, or did, after meeting him, did you decide to go for Paul Simon? After meeting him. After meeting him. Okay. Yes. 
Now, who has met like every candidate in the field? Anyone here has met every candidate? Every Democrat? Yes, even the ones that aren't in the race anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and came back. Yes, and came back. <laughs> no one's met all the candidates, huh? but you got the most, I guess, seven? Eight in the back here? Democrats and Republicans, I presume. Okay. Well, let me see if I can get your opinion back here in the back row. All the way back here. You are? Jim. Thank you. Hi, Jim. How are you? From where? Uh, Fort Dodge. From Fort Dodge. And uh, does that Pete DuPont for president mean anything? <laughs> I was uh, at a, uh, a deal for him yesterday, actually. Yeah. Handing out buttons. Does that, that mean? Second time yeah. yesterday. Impressed with him? Yeah, I was. I, I, I had my doubts after the first time I talked to him. Yeah. But uh, any he man... bring the urine testing stuff along, did no, he? he but didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> any man that'll come to Iowa, though, and say, we need to get rid of uh, subsidies, you know you can trust him to tell the truth. Yeah. When he... What about the Pierre part and the third part? Well... What the heck, huh? What the heck? It's to distinguish him from his grandfather, you know, so nobody confuses. Because there's, there's two more at home. That's right. Okay. So that's, you like Pete Pan. Okay, that's a good handshake. Uh, yes, he has a very good... Uh, Forthright, and he just... Uh, leave a specimen jar in the room. <laughs> it's an unusual platform. I think the first candidate who's actually worked on that platform. But you like the man? Uh, there's, there's several I like, actually. Vote for them all? I'd like to, if I can work a way to do that. Work the precincts. That's the Chicago method. Vote early and often. <laughs> of course, uh, in Iowa, you got to go out in the weather, right? you got to go from place to place if you're going to do all this. Okay. As you know, ostensibly, this is a quiz show. This is your chance here to get back some of those thousands of dollars you invested in higher education with the what do you know quiz, and people are leaving at this point. <laughs> Fine. Turn around, and you're out. And... Uh, as you know, the What Do You Know quiz is a general knowledge quiz. It's not uh, a trivial pursuit uh, because it's my career. <laughs> and before we can get to it, of course, we have the four disclaimers with them today from Ames, Iowa, is... Chris Daniels. Chris, would you do the honors, please? The four disclaimers are, one, all questions used on What Do You Know have been painstakingly researched, although the answers have not. Ambiguous, misleading, or poorly worded questions are in the mind of the beholder. Listeners with a pipeline to the truth should get their own shows. <laughs> Two, never fails, wax the kitchen floor, and entramp the presidential hopefuls. <laughs> Three, Persons employed by National Public Radio or its affiliates are not eligible to play the quiz, although they have, may have already won in the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. <laughs> Listeners who have won recently are advised to give it a rest. Fourth, all opinions expressed on what do you know are unsubstantiated and ill-advised. Surprisingly, they are not those of National Public Radio, its member stations, or lackeys. Anyone who says otherwise is itching for a fight. All right, this time, could I see the hands of those of you who'd like to try their hands, so that very hand that you're raising now, uh, in the What Do You Know quiz. As you know, it is general knowledge. Yeah, these are a lot of things that you should have learned in school if you had the proper educational background. Now, I'm assuming you did, ma'am. I hope so. And I hope you don't let me down now. You look like you're an educated woman. I, I teach. You teach? Therefore, you are. I hope so. I, I'm also probably the only grandmother you've met that 65, I broke my ankle going down a slide. Oh, you went down a slide? Did you take a toboggan or? Uh, no, no. See, that's the problem. You need a toboggan when you go. No, no, no. It was a, a sliding. Oh, a kiddie slide like on a playground. Why with, were you doing that? With my granddaughter. Oh, yeah. Did she come out all right? Yeah. <laughs> Just grandma. Okay. And your name is? Marion Vistendahl. Marion, where are you from? 
Ames. Real name is Marianne. Why should you be our first What Do You Know contestant? Because you came to me. Yes. <laughs> Therefore, I am. You want to come here and join me? You got a, a cane you got to work with there. And we got to go all the way up here and up the stairs, so we're going to make you work that ankle. Boy, you get pretty far on that pretty fast. Do you believe this? I mean, I got both ankles working, and she's racing ahead of me. There you go. This is Jim Packard over here. If you would sit here on this end of the table. Is it Marion? Marion. Marion. Okay, have a seat there. Make yourself comfortable. Well, how are you? Fine. Is Glad your ankle okay after here. that? Oh, it feels good. It's going to swell up now, and you're going to hold me responsible, right? <laughs> My son's a lawyer, I'll sue you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, just what you want to hear right off the bat, isn't it? A threat of a legal suit here at the beginning of the, of the show. Uh, Marion, you said you're from Ames and you teach school. What, what grades do you teach? I, I teach at Grandview College in Des Moines. Oh, I thought you were teaching little ones on slides no, for some reason. No, 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 those are grandchildren. Oh, I, I see. That with. Grand, Grandview? Grandview. Grandview mm -hmm. College. Mm -hmm. Is that a four-year college? Right. Lutheran A school. Lutheran four-year college. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you teach in school? English. English. That's right. You said that, didn't you? Or did you? I did. Now I'm nervous. Because you know, <laughs> I used to teach English, too, but I was faking it. <laughs> a gerund? Yeah, it's like a gerbil, kind of, only it's, uh, I don't know. Well, sometimes you have to make up rules as you go around yeah. along. Yeah. Okay, Marion, speaking of rules, you know how this quiz works? Yes. General knowledge, someone out there plays along with you right. by simply dialing, uh, what's our number again, Jim? Our uh, number is 515-294-9616. Call us, collect. That's right, call us, collect, and 515-294-9616. Uh, number to call. Someone out there answers this question and gets to play along with Marion here. Uh, here's the question. In cricket, what's a googly? In cricket, what's a googly? You know the answer to that question. Give us a call. Your area code 515-294-9616. Well, we got some callers on the line, by gosh, already. Let's see who we got here. Right here in Ames. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hello. Nice to talk with you. Or I'm sure you feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> or do you? Thank you. Thank you very much, and it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Kelly, what do you do here in Ames? I'm a student. A student? Mathematics, Not... just about finished. Mathematics, huh? Are you going on in higher math, then? Uh, probably master's in engineering or something. Okay. Are you okay this morning, Kelly? I got a kind I of sleep. Oh, you got a cold. All right. Yes. Kelly. Go, Kelly. Go, Kelly. Yeah, you know Kelly? Yeah. Okay, Kelly. There's someone out here who knows you. Great. Uh, how do you know Kelly? Oh, never mind. I don't think I, I don't know. A few people know. Okay. Kelly, in cricket, what's a googly? I would have to say... A number. You'd have to say a number? Okay, Kelly. Well, I'm afraid you got the wrong number here. That's, uh... But, uh... And she doesn't know you anymore. She... Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Going now to uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Hi, Marta. Hi there. How are you? Pretty good. That's good. What do you do in Charleston, Marta? Well, I'm an administrative assistant for a telephone interconnect. I always wanted to do that. Would you like my job? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you. So tell me if you know what this is, Marta. What is a googly? I'm torn between thinking that it's perhaps something akin to a fumble or perhaps a goal. I think I'll go with something that's like a fumble or a mistake. Uh, no, I'm afraid that's a fumble or a mistake. Uh, it's not, Marta, but thank you for trying. Thank 
you. Try this again. Bye. Okay. Going now to Chicago. Hi, Ken. Hi. How you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How you doing? Oh, not bad. You know what a googly is, Ken? Well, I could only guess. Uh, I'd assume that it's probably uh, when you can uh, make uh, two points at one time. Okay, that's a guess. That's an assumption, but it's, a, it's wrong. Okay? Okay, thank All right, you. bye. All right. New Martinsville, West Virginia. Hi, John. Hello. How are you doing? Okay. That's good. You know what a googly is, John? Uh, googly. Um, oh, boy, we never did that in Esterville. <laughs> Maybe you didn't. You didn't know it, huh? Uh, it's possible. I, I, I used to be from Iowa and went to Iowa State. We never played cricket. No cricket in Iowa, huh? There must be some cricket going on here. Um, googly. googly. Is that somehow when that guy throws the ball and the batter misses it and it hits that wicket or whatever? Well, that's as close as we're going to get, so I'm going to accept that answer. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, exactly what it is. Okay. Uh... John, this is Marion. She's your partner in crime here. Hello, Marion. Hi, John. And she's a high school English, uh, excuse me, a college uh, English teacher. I'm thinking of myself here. But I'm always thinking of myself. Isn't that typical? And, uh, John, what did you say you did? Uh, didn't, but uh, electrical engineer. Elec an electrical engineer. We don't have that category. <laughs> but we do have the following. I'll let you pick the first one. We have current events, which is right out of the news. People, places, things you should have learned in school, science, or odds and ends. John, you pick the first category, and then the two of you collaborate. Uh, things you should have learned in school. Things you should have learned in school. All right. An ancient flower pot falls from your cousin's balcony onto the head of an innocent bystander. Moments later, the bystander's father inquires when it would be convenient to drop a pot on your cousin's head. This illustrates the code of... <laughs> blank. Um, uh, oh, oh, oh. Should have learned this in school. That's the... Hammurabi? Mary? That's the only word that came to mind. That's right, Hammurabi. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, John. A flower pot for a flower pot, uh, to state it another way. That's one right. Congratulations, two more right, and you uh, win uh, fabulous prizes, some of which are arrayed in front of me here. <laughs> that was things you learned in school. We had everything but that remaining. Marion, what would you like? People. People it is. All right, this is from the Iowa poll. Uh-oh. <laughs> Very strange. If they could be born again, what percentage of Iowans say they'd rather come back as a member of the opposite sex? Multiple choice. This is according to the Iowa poll. <laughs> I don't know where this would come up in conversation usually, so we're kind of... We really have to load on to talk about this. But anyhow, uh, is it 6%, 22%, or 38% say they would come back as a member of the opposite sex? Six, twenty-two, or thirty-eight? John, I wish I re remember. I'm sure it isn't thirty-eight. Uh, probably closer to six. Iowans are pretty happy with who they are, I think. John, you go along with that? Um, <laughs> what do you think? If you're an Iowan who's not happy with who he is, would you please <laughs> applaud at this time? I'm All thinking right. either thirty-eight or twenty-two. And Marion is thinking what? Six. That's right. <laughs> Unless, unless, John, of course, you choose to disagree. That's your right. No, I don't. <laughs> I hear nothing. Okay, we'll go on then. That's two right. One more right, and you win fabulous prizes. That was uh, 
What was that? People. That's, of course. What else? We have current events, places, science, and odds and ends left. Uh, John, what would you like? Um, oh, boy. Am I allowed to ask her for help? Yes, you can ask her for help. Uh, I'm thinking either odds or ends or science. Which one? Uh, if you're good in science, I'm not. Are you good in odds and ends? Might be. I've lived a long time. <laughs> Let's try science then. Huh. <laughs> so why do you ask? I don't understand. Well, if we miss it, then we go to her odds and ends. Oh, to her strength then. All right. Yes, Siamese fighting fish yawn before fighting, or no, they don't. <laughs> do they yawn before fighting? Mm -hmm. Yes, Siamese fighting fish yawn before fighting, or no, they don't. Any idea, Marion? I suspect they probably open their mouths that looks like a yawn, or they would never have thought up the question. That's one school of thought. <laughs> I would say they probably yawn. You say they, they do yawn? I think they probably do. That's right, they do yawn. And this is very exciting because it gives Jim something to do at this point. That's right. And he's been sitting here very patiently waiting for this moment. Uh, you're at a juncture here where you can go on, uh, go on or stop, and Jim will explain what's going on. Well, Marion and John, you can elect to stop here, take the prizes that you've won, or you can go on and try for the Horn of Plenty. Just answer two more questions from those three remaining did categories you, did correctly. To, did you bring the horn with The you? huge cornucopia. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's yeah. back at the hotel. You win a you giant... You left the horn back at the hotel? Is that what you're telling me? Well, it was on the salad bar, and I was going to take it. But, uh... <laughs> so you answer these two questions, right, from our three remaining categories, and you'll win the giant treasure trove of prizes. But if you miss either question, you're going to lose everything, probably even the grandchildren that you uh, go sliding with. That's right. It's all or nothing now. You know, you get, you get one right, uh, you, you win, get one wrong, and the next two, and you lose everything. What do you think, John? Oh, boy. Um... You're there. What do you think? Like. I think they're right, either? John. We have nothing to lose. It's a surly crowd out here in Ames. <laughs> These people say jump when a guy's in a building. That's should, we, should we go on? How, how devious does he look at the present time? Oh, he's a sweetie. Thank Butter him up so he'll give us the easy ones. Oh, he will. Uh, yeah, let's go for it. All right. All right. All right. Very foolish, but uh, it's not mine. <laughs> All right, we have, what, current events, places, and odds and ends left, right? That means that you had two of these three categories, and I believe, uh, Marion, it's back to you to choose a category. Okay, let's take current events. Current events. Seems to be a rather large bulge in the Iraqi pipeline. Who is it? What? Multiple All right, this stories. is right out of the news now. This is right out of the front page of the paper. This is a late-breaking story. There seems to be a rather large bulge in the Iraqi pipeline. Who is it? Bulge in the Iraqi pipeline. Who is it? Uh, Not the Rocky pipeline. The, the Iraqi? The Iraqi I-R-A-Q-I. Right, as in Iraq. Oh, oh, I... Story currently in the news about an administration official. Marion... Uh, is that the one where that uh, wet tech official is connected with the attorney general? What's his name? Say, I think that's right. Ed Meese is Ed Meese, getting Ed awfully Meese. close to Ed that. Ed Meese, is that singular or plural? <laughs> that's right, it's Ed He's Meese. Plural. <laughs>
if they lose at this point, it looks horrible for everybody. So I'm really glad. That, I was concerned at that point. You got four right now. We're going on to the cornucopia here. This is the all or nothing question. Uh, John, it's back to you. Uh, we have places and odds and ends left. Well, places, you'll probably throw us uh, something from Iowa this week, and I haven't been there in a few years. Um, odds and ends, Marion? That's fine. Odds and ends. Odds and ends. All right. How much shorter is a man at 40 than he was at 30? This is height. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The measure of a man here we're talking about. Forget it. Wait, give me a break on this question. Okay. All right. The multiple choice. How much shorter is a man at 40 than he was at 30? Uh, a, are you kidding? I'm as tall as I ever was. Maybe taller. B, all right, maybe an eighth of an inch. Or C, a 32nd of an inch. Tops. Oh, boy. It's, it's B or C, Marion. Do you know? How old are you? Have I'm, you I'm turning 40. Uh, have, have you shrunk? <laughs> I, uh, I, thought most I wish of... I could say no, but uh, yeah, the height does decrease. It goes in the width, I think, at a certain point. <laughs> it slips from the top around the side. Isn't it? How much have you gone down? <laughs> How much shorter is a man at 40 than he was at 30? I'm as tall as I ever was, an eighth of an inch or a 32nd of an inch? I'm guessing, oh boy, B? Want to go along with that, Mary? Eighth of an inch? Okay. B is right, an eighth of an inch. As a man who's shorter but happier now. Eighth of an inch. things you learn in Iowa high schools and at Iowa State. I went, I went to Iowa State. A good Iowa background there. Paid, paid off. You win the cornucopia prizes. Here's Jim to tell you what you've won. All right, John, your load starts with a moose hat from early winters of Chicago. And then we're going to go with your juggling ba bags known as shooting stars and instructions from Chasley of Seattle, Washington, along with a designer acorn-shaped birdhouse from Sabota Industries of Kiwani, Wisconsin, and then wrap that all together with your own burgundy what-do-you-know t-shirt. And for you, Marion, your celebration begins with a box travel set of ten famous short stories from Tales for Travelers of Napa, California, and then an Earl the Dead Cat masquerading as a heating pad from Mad Dog Productions of Richmond, Virginia, some Bayou Cajun music with Gene Rodrigue of Swallow Records of Ville Platte, Louisiana, and top it off with your own what-do-you-know t-shirt. I hope you enjoy all of those. Marion, congratulations. Thanks for being here. Okay, make sure you stay on the line, John. We'll make sure that you get that, okay? Nice talking with you. Support for What Do You Know comes from NPR member stations and the NPR Arts and Performance Fund. Contributors include the National Endowment for the Arts, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, and The Atlantic, a monthly magazine of public affairs, literature, and the arts. Accommodations for What Do You Know staff were provided by the Best Western Skylight Village of Des Moines, 929 3rd Street, right off I-235, one of Iowa's finest convention and meeting centers. Did you have wrestlers at yours, too? I was the one in names. And no, no. We no had, high school wrestlers? I had uh, a gorgeous suite. Uh-huh. Okay. Fine. I'm, I'm glad somebody did. Glad it worked out. Yeah, fine. Once again, John Tooling and Jeff Eccles.
by Wisconsin Public Radio for National Public Radio, producer Michael Feldman, associate producer Jim Packard with production assistance from Lyle Anderson. Yeah, so don't go anywhere. we got lots more coming up live from Ames, Iowa. Public Radio.
from the Fisher Theater on the Iowa State University campus at Ames, Iowa. It's What Do You Know with Michael Feldman from National Public Radio. I'm your announcer, Jim Packard. That's Johnny Tulene at the piano with Jeff Eccles on bass. In this hour of What Do You Know, thanks for the memos, the What Do You Know quiz, and the Taste of Thailand presidential poll. What Do You Know is made possible in part by Victor's Coffee and Tea, fresh roasted coffee beans from all over the world, teas, imported chocolates and cookies, Madison, Milwaukee, and the world. Now, the man who will not say one thing in Iowa and another in New Hampshire, Michael Feldman. Thank you very much, Jim Packard. Jim Packard. Thank you. And we've got, of course, John Tulin is here with us. You and Jeff you. Eccles, providing the bass. And we're live from the Fisher Theater in uh, Ames, Iowa. This is with Iowa State, well, they call us the complex, right? Or is that what I got? The center, the complex I have, this is a center. Of course, very nice building. How old is this place? Anyone? 15 years old? Okay. Uh, looks very good for 15. Now, you know, everyone is polling Iowa, and of course we've had the uh, Iowa poll. We've used that in the quiz for a couple of years now, actually. They poll after-death experiences and so forth. I'm kind of curious now. How many of you have been, actually been polled here in the audience? For, by, applaud if you've been polled. Yeah. Now, for, for example, ma'am, uh, who polled you? Someone from George Bush's campaign. Yeah, and what did they ask? They asked me who I was voting for. Yeah, and, they say, and you said? I hadn't made up my mind yet. Ah, uh-huh, and... They told me not to believe everything in the newspaper and on TV. <laughs> they didn't ask about the uh, wimp factor. No, they didn't. <laughs> Are you leaning towards Bush? No. Okay. Did you, and did you tell them that? Yes. And they said? Sorry, they called. <laughs> <laughs> now, the rest of that your experience, the rest of you, as far as polling goes? Over the phone, who are you voting for? Every, you, know, you get stuff in the mail, a lot of stuff in the mail? Yeah? What kind of material are you receiving? You say you get a lot of stuff in the mail? Yeah. What kind of junk is it? Um, just, well, we get all these letters, vote for me, vote for me, or I'll yeah. come over to your house and use a M60 and blow it away. Yeah. Well, that's pretty forceful. Uh, is that Bush campaign? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's very nice. Who are you leaning towards? Um, Dukakis. Uh, Dukakis, really? Is this, is this all a family group here? Are you all related? Um, no. What's your name? Tom Pepper. Tom Pepper from? Um, here. Tom Pepper from here. <laughs> and leaning towards the caucus, and you are? John Sherman. John, uh, who are you leaning towards, John? I don't know yet. I don't know you're going to vote for yet, okay. And uh, who are you leaning towards? Ben Lewis and Butt. I mean, Babbitt, yeah. Anything with a B you'll vote for? Yeah. There's the youth vote, which doesn't count anyhow, so why am I talking? <laughs> do you think kids should be allowed to vote? You bet. Yeah? Yeah. Why do you think that? Well, I mean, they can tell the jerks from the wimps, and... They can tell the jerks from the wimps. Well, that sounds like an educated voter to me. (laughs) What about getting a job? You think kids should get a job and work for a living? No way. See, all right, so you want the privileges, but you don't want the responsibility. Sure, they want to vote. Well, one other possibility here is uh, the Taste of Thailand poll. We, we had the guy on who does the ice cream poll from uh, Fairfield. He's been everywhere, I think. Fred Gratson. Yes. Is that right? From Fairfield. Does the ice cream poll, you know, the... Uh, Great American. The Great American uh, Midwest, Midwestern, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
ice cream company. Great Midwestern ice cream company. Yeah, the Donna Rice cream and all that stuff, <laughs> which I think has melted since then. But all over somebody, and you know who. Uh, but if you want to know, for example, are you satisfied with the job the city of Des Moines is doing with snow removal, you have to go, who cares? That's one of the answers, as a matter of fact. And that's a majority, I think. You have to go to the Taste of Thailand poll, or have you ever graffitied a bathroom wall? They asked this in the restaurant because they've had some problem, I bet, with that. Have you, uh, this is Pac here. Uh, Pac, tell me like, your full name. I have a little trouble pronouncing it. Uh, my full name is in the Thai name. It may be difficult to pronounce. The Prasong Nurat is my real name. Prasong Nurat. That's correct. And he runs the Taste of Thailand restaurant in uh, Des Moines. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that because you've eaten there or because you haven't? Yes? How many of you are in favor of the Taste of Thailand restaurant? Uh, I won't ask a pose because the man is right here and I don't want to. And uh, how did you ever get the idea of opening a Thai restaurant in Des Moines? Because I talked to these intelligent people around here in the committees. Yeah. They're all committees people. Yeah. And they wanted yeah. you to do a Thai restaurant in Des Moines? Uh, they wanted us to do that, yes. But uh, they want to be part of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do Iowans react to Thai food? That's great. Yeah. That's great. Ask him. Ask him. Last, you were there last I night. I was there last night. Because he thought he'd get a free meal, that's why. <laughs> no, no, we can't do that. <laughs> See, he didn't know that. That's why he showed up. I, my wife knows right away. Yeah. Now, you guys have gotten tremendous publicity. Actually, I've seen you on CNN. They had uh, the other night, uh, your restaurant. And, uh, is it getting kind of hectic there with all the cameras and the candidates? Uh, a little bit, yes. But be all of those because of the people who come to the place. The credit goes to them, all of them. Yeah who take part in those survey. Yeah. Now, the question is, are these normal people who come to the Taste of Thailand restaurant, do they reflect Iowans in general? Do they reflect, now for example, I noticed some of the, you've, you've done this for how long now? We, this our second year, about six, six, about 18 months now. 18 months. And for example, uh, have you ever tried marijuana? 61% have. Uh, they like it. <laughs> <laughs> That seems a little high, though, doesn't it? Oh, uh, maybe it's low to me. All right, I just had to get through that one. That's not really important. One. We're trying to figure out if this represents, you know, the. Uh, uh, should Gary Hart answer questions about his personal life during the campaign? Forty-eight uh, percent. Uh, these are Democrats. Forty-eight percent said yes. Fifty-two percent said no. Republicans, fifty-three percent said yes, and forty-seven percent said no. Uh, so you've done a poll like on all the candidates running through this entire campaign, right? That's correct. Now, can you tell us right now uh, who's leading in the campaign, the latest results of the Taste of Thailand poll? Oh, well, let's say result from last month that Paul Simon is still leading in the Democratic side. Paul Simon is leading the Democrats. And uh, Bob Dole are the all-the-way leader from beginning. Bob Dole is still leading for the Republicans. From the beginning, up to now. Yeah. And Gary Hart has been kind of uh, the entree here that has come and gone and come back again. Seem like, seem like that, yes. Yeah. How are people reacting towards Hart now? Are they, is he still a, a factor in the election according to the Taste of Thailand results? According to the Taste of Thailand poll results, you know, all the independents are very good to carry Hart. Yeah. But all the Democrat and Republican are not very favorable. Okay. So he's still the odd man. It's still hard to figure out the question mark. Uh, up to him. <laughs> okay. Now, now, will you be to polling once again before the uh, caucuses? Yeah, tomorrow, we'll be, tomorrow night we'll be counting the ballot. We have about 1,500 ballots to count tomorrow. 
1500 balance. Yes. And will Dan rather be there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, tell me now, who's going I'm sure you're going to have uh, CBS there, NBC, the whole the whole schmear. Uh, maybe some network people are going to be there tomorrow to see the result. Okay. And, uh, have they talked about some of these other results here which are startling exactly? What is your favorite pet for example? I was surprised that uh, see only 2% said small rodent. Same like, you know, the guy who put that question on uh, the Pat McClintock, ask him. <laughs> He's right Are you the small rodent, rodent uh, question man? I, didn't, I don't take responsibility for that question. <laughs> I've written some questions, but not that one. Now, this poll is democratic right now. Everything in, in Iowa right now seems to be like a committee thing, right? Everyone gets together in committees, and the committees meet committees, and there's committees on committees. Uh, anyone here do not belong to a committee of some sort? No, see? Okay, and uh, so you each get to ask a question that you want to know? Well, actually, we offer the customers an opportunity to suggest questions on the ballots, but usually when it comes down to writing the actual poll, we just sort of toss those aside and ask the questions that we want to ask. And what are, what are some of the questions that, for example, you want to know from Iowans? Well, I thought the, some of the important questions were, uh, we had one on, have you ever seen a bird fly backwards? Uh, uh, what was the results on that? I can't remember. I think about I that percent of the people said that they had. I was a little surprised. I expected that, you know, there would be. reflects the marijuana question more than anything. Uh, the small rodents didn't uh, do too well. How often do you think you are nuts? That's well stated. I like that. 715 respondents, 25% quite often. 51% uh, once in a while, and 24% hell never. Whose question was the nuts question? No one admits to that. See, okay. Who is your favorite Beatle? Let's forget that. How many credit cards do you own? Now, this is a more than three. 46% of the people who eat the taste of Thailand have more than three credit cards. Is that true? Yes, seems like true. Because you get them all there, right? You try to. Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting upscale here is what this means. Uh, when do you do your major house cleaning? No, forget that. How often do you have trouble making up your mind? This is on the Taste of Thailand poll. Who's that? Whose question was that? Anyone remember? This seemed like a customer question. They wrote down in the back of the ballot and it was suggested for the next poll. And then we used it from them. Yeah. We tried to use those a lot of those <laughs> questions in there. This is as scientific as anything that uh, CBS, uh, NBC, or Time Magazine does. Uh, how often do you have trouble making up your mind? Uh, seldom 42%, often 24%. Never 7%, and I'm not sure, 27%. <laughs> Do you control your eating habit? 28% say, what's for dessert? <laughs> what's the best description of Des Moines? 18% say, a new style American city. 29% say, a surprising place. And 53% say, something else. <laughs> now, are they saying like, it is something else or something else? I think they're saying it's something else. I mean, something else like in the 60 cents of <laughs> right. far out? Far out. Yeah, okay, far out. So that's the 61% reflected there once again. Okay. Well, here's something I don't understand about Des Moines. Do you agree or disagree with Grand Prix racing downtown? <laughs> Is this... Can, can someone explain this to me? Is this actually a possibility? Or, yeah, yes. Next year, 1989, I guess, they're going to have Grand Prix racing over uh, the 4th of July. Is this just to harness some of the teenagers who are driving around on it? <laughs> right. It's, it's a translation of scooping the loop, except it's going to be with Le Mans racers. Great. So they'll be going off the walls and in the crowds. And very exciting stuff. You That's for 4th of July? We have it here on tape. These are the trial heats for the Grand Prix down in downtown Des Moines. That'd be nice if you don't know what's going on and you happen to pull in it. 
Well, these kids are aggressive down here. <laughs> this question on Jim and Tammy Baker, uh, where do you think Jim and Tammy Baker will end up? 6% say heaven, 22% say jail, <laughs> slightly fewer say hell, and 52% say Switzerland. I don't know. So, <laughs> so go figure. You know, that's a, that's a taste of Thailand pole. It's always in a flux, and it reflects at least something of our uh, culture. Now, these all... Uh, On the uh, standing committees of the TOT pool. Oh, oh. We have the standing committee stand for a minute, then. If the, this is a standing committee taste of Thailand pole. Now watch this. Now watch me make them a sitting committee. <laughs> now a standing committee. No, okay. And uh, they are? Pat Hipple from Des Moines. Pat and? My name is Pat McClintock. Pat. We've talked. Barb McClintock. Barb, okay. Oh, what a coincidence. There's two McClintock. Pressong Nurak. Mary Langan Goldstein. Okay, and? Abe Goldstein. Abe Goldstein. Now you all, um, do you run uh, other concerns in town? Uh, you're a lawyer, Pat. No. No, I work in Work in a law office. That wouldn't make you a lawyer, though. No, I'm not a lawyer. Okay. Too much integrity for that, or what? Okay. And, uh, and like, Abe, what do you do? I'm a creative director for an advertising agency. A creative director? Are you involved in all this campaign stuff? No, not at all. How you avoid that? I, creative is the word. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed, this is just a sidelight here, that you always travel with an accordion. Is that uh, by coincidence? I was told to bring this. And I... hey, come on, this is supposed to be our little secret. Oh, here. This yeah. is... <laughs> a man showed up here with an accordion. I thought that was kind of cute. No, I usually have one in the car. Yeah. You know, sort of like American Express, never leave home without it. Yeah. Well, can you play that thing? Sure. Yeah. Will you join me? I don't have one, or I would. A kazoo, thanks a lot. I don't want to get involved in this. No, I don't really. Just hum into it, okay? Come on. Hum, hum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here, let, the, right, let him hum. Yeah, grab the paper if anyone has a call. Boy, am I sorry I mentioned this. The one guy I tell to bring an accordion is going to do 10 minutes now. You want me to do something? Just pick up the accordion right. and play a few things, will you, Abe? There. What is he supposed to do? Hey, play, what, play his call. Right. Come on, I'm not going to do this Here, anymore. would you get up here and hum into that thing just so... Right, can we do a quick sing along? Uh, it's real quick. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. What are you gonna do? All right, hold me, thrill me, kiss me. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he's wearing an accordion at this time. <laughs> okay. All right. So whenever I sing, hold me. Everyone yell, hold me. Whenever I sing, thrill me. Thrill me. Whenever I sing, kiss me. Everyone yell, kiss me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Abe Goldstein, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Whoa, Abe. Whoa. Why don't you take that flamingo? You deserve these. <laughs> I want you to take those flamingos and add them to the act. I'm sure you can work those in somehow, okay? That's our, our lawn flamingos, okay? And thank you, I got a Taste of Thailand t-shirt here, too. So I'll wear that with pride. Okay, now we're going to go out on the show here, aren't we? Yes, right. Because we've got lots to do. How do I end up on stage again? i got to go back down. This is very confusing. Oh, okay. 
As you know, this is ostensibly a quiz show, which means ostensibly we uh, will do a quiz here. Uh, what do you say? Are you game? Some of you in the first hour probably didn't get a chance to play. Let's see those hands now. Let's see. Just sit down, sir. You're a little too aggressive, I think. If, if you want it too much. Well, I haven't really dealt with this section over here. No, I, what about this gentleman right here now? Uh, this gentleman has the straightest hand. He's the tallest guy in the crowd, and I hate to get him mad. And you are? Jack Decker. Jack, where are you from? Uh, Madrid, Iowa. Madrid. Yes. Um, Madridians here? Madrid. Yeah, uh, Madridian, though. We, it's like, uh, like Nevada. Yeah, like Nevada. That was one of the questions in the places category, so forget that. That's out. <laughs> now, Jack, did you say? Yes. Jack, uh... Why should you be our next What Do You Know contestant? Because I figured out the contest. It's always the first answer. Okay, we'll see All about right. that. The man thinks he has a system. Come on, Jack. Join me up here. I guess we got to go up that way. That's about the closest. Meanwhile, Abe will join us here in a little interlude on the... Uh, the big guy like that, you wouldn't expect the voice to be way up there, but I was... Have a seat there, Jack, if you would. Okay, you join us here. Oh, you don't want those. That's my swimsuit from the hotel. <laughs> I bought it for $4 at the desk. I didn't get a chance to use it because all the wrestlers were in the pool. And I wasn't going to show up in my $4 plastic. Yeah, the paper? Uh, what? The paper uh, swimsuit? No, they're plastic, actually. Plastic? Oh. Yeah, they're rather nice. They might I raffle these off later in the... Uh... <laughs> for $4, can you go wrong? Really, I mean, this is souvenir here. They're uh, dipsters. <laughs> extra large, I'll have you know. But they only had extra large and extra extra large, so I took the extra large. Put those down there. I might model those later if we run out of other things to do. Yeah, hold your breath. Jack, nice to have you here. What do you, what do, you do? Uh, I work at uh, Iowa State here in the agronomy department. You're in agronomy. Agronomy, agronomy. It's either stars or uh, dirt. <laughs> Neither. It's in between. It's uh, crop production. Crop production. All right. I want to talk to you about uh, the premix as opposed to the, uh, <laughs> the granules. Uh, now, uh, we're using lasso on, uh, because we're trying to get that uh, pigweed and that uh, foxtail and the broadleaf control that we just don't have at the present time. What do you recommend? Well, it uh, really depends uh, on a lot of things. First of all, what crop are you going to have it in? <laughs> oh, yeah, a crop. That's right. You've got to grow something first. That's what it is. I'm, I know. It's, it's, I noticed down here, I was watching uh, TV in the, in the hotel room. That's because my wife was with me. And uh, they, uh, down here, they, uh, we had a rather pleasant journey down here. Actually, we only had uh, several disagreements. Minor things like uh, Cedar Rapids. No, Cedar Falls. No, Cedar Rapids. Uh, a little driving problem. But I noticed that they still have the, all the uh, crop uh, commercials that we have in Madison, too, for the last Yeah, the, the velvet leaf crawling in the window and yeah, uh, the whole yeah. bit. Yeah. It's, I love the cross-sections of the earth that they do, and they have that thing, that running shot through the roots, <laughs> the root section of a corn crop. That is so cool. Don't you get those in Wisconsin? Yeah, no, we get those, too. I really like that. It's an education for all of us. Uh, <laughs> and you're in agronomy. Yes. Now, uh, are you a farm boy background? Uh, no, not really. No, I'm from Michigan. Well, you could be both, couldn't you? I mean, it doesn't, one doesn't ex exclude the other. What part of Michigan are you from? East Lansing. So you're from, you're a college boy. Yeah. Who went into agronomy. Yeah. And uh, big classes, this must be a, a big uh, 
course here, I would imagine. Yeah, agronomy is a pretty big, pretty big thing in Iowa. A major production. Okay. What's the? Uh, well, okay, that's about it for me, though. As far as uh, well, the references are rank seed caps, and that's about it. Then, okay, Jack, you know how this quiz works? Yes. It's a general knowledge quiz. We don't have agronomy. We do have a science category, and I don't think. Let me see if any rootworms in there. Oh, you know, something crawling in there. Um, do you write these questions? <laughs> Uh, no, we have a team of experts from the Taste of Thailand restaurant who uh, <laughs> do all our research for us. And uh, General knowledge, someone out there plays along with you by answering a qualifying question. You know it works. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here is the question. Uh, the number to call is... 515-294-9616. Uh, 515-294-9616. What did you have at the Taste of Thailand? I had the pot sticker. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> and did it? Yes, it was excellent. Yeah, excellent meal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You'd have enjoyed it. Yeah, as long as you paid for it. I did. Yeah. Did he bring a little money clip out there and said he only had no, two no, hours no, I, on him? I, I, gave the, I gave him the old checkbook routine. <laughs> was that there? Oh, okay. Here's the question. You think you know the answer to it? Give us a call here at 515 294 9616. Call collect. What's a pulley bone? What's a pulley bone? It's a uh, very common object, uh, familiar to all of us on the North American continent. But no, everyone here is, this is the most perplexed group of people I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the largest number of perplexed. Anyone know what this is? Applaud if you know. Oh, okay. All right. This might be well, kind of maybe a local thing in some parts of uh, Iowa and not others. What is a pulley bone? I think you know. Area code 515-294-9616. Call us. Collect. Get to play along here with Jack. All right. All right. All right. All right, Dan. You're on the air. Goodness, thanks. How are you? Real fine, thanks. Yourself? I'm fine, thank you. You're in New Brighton, Minnesota, I see. You betcha. Uh, whereabouts is uh, New Brighton? Just north of St. Paul. North of St. Paul. Okay. What do you do out there, Dan? I do German translation for a company over in Maplewood, oh. which is also near St. Paul. Okay. And Dan, here's the question. What is a pulley bone? Uh, I'd like to venture a guess at that, and then uh, upon my failure, I'd like to make a couple other statements. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess you've earned it. Uh, I would guess that to be the wishbone. The wishbone is right. <laughs> I'm wrong about that. All right, you still want to make your statements, or you want to quit while you're ahead? <laughs> Should we hang up now? No, no. Uh, I was hoping that uh, hearing Jeff Eccles on the program today, that if uh, he does well, we could hear Steve Eccles, too. Get the whole Eccles clan out here, yeah. Yeah. It's quite possible. So. Okay, Dan, but now let's play the quiz. Let's do that. Okay. This is Jack. He's your partner. Hi, Dan. Hello, Jack. And uh, Dan, uh, you are a German translator. Do we have the German translation category? No, we don't have that anymore. We used to have that. Oh. The two of you collaborate. You get three right out of five, and you win fabulous prizes. Uh, Dan, you pick the first category. We have current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school, science, or odds and ends. What do you say science, Jack? Sounds good. <laughs> I don't hear any sound. All right. No, that's, I was looking for the question here. What is catfish slime good for? This is multiple choice. It's, uh, it's got some antibiotic uh, action, doesn't it, uh, Dan? Do you want the choices or you want to just go with that? <laughs> <laughs> you want to run your own show or you just want to hear what I... <laughs> I don't tell you about agronomy, do I? I tell you how to rotate crops or what to leave fallow. Not me. Do you want to hear the rest? It's a multiple choice. It's uh, going to be the first one, but go ahead. Let's try it. <laughs> What's catfish slime good for? A, nothing. 
Actually, I changed the order on this because he's... <laughs> B, healing wounds, or C, lubricating moving fish parts. <laughs> okay, Jack, I think you said B already. <laughs> you want to go with B, uh, Dan? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was B again? I reversed the order on it. Is that healing wounds? Yes. That's right, healing wounds. Okie doke, that was uh, science, if you want to call it that. That would qualify, wouldn't it? Antibiotics, okay. We've got everything but left, Jack. We've got uh, current events, people, places, school, and odds and ends. How about odds and ends? Odds and ends. Could, Could be, be anything. anything. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, this is pretty easy so far. Who's slower, the giant tortoise or the three-toed sloth? Sloth. Sloth, I think. If the animal's a sloth. How many of you uh, have a three-toed whatever? <laughs> oh, then it's a sloth. Sloth? Well, sloth is the quality of not doing anything, right? Which I, I have, so I feel I should speak to this. Well, that'd be sloth. But isn't an animal... <laughs> isn't that... Uh, isn't that remarkable? Okay, whatever it is, which is slower, the tortoise or the three-toed you-know-what? What do you think, Dan, number one? <laughs> the tortoise is first there, yes. Let's go with your theory. <laughs> Please don't coach. You may be wrong. And you'll feel terrible in the morning. You know that feeling. Uh, what do you say? What do you think, Dan? <clears throat> I'll stick with the tortoise. <laughs> I warned you once. I will not warn you again. <laughs> Could someone yell yes, please, just so we have some balance? Slow. Which is slower, the giant tortoise or the three-toed sloth, sloth, what have you? Well, my feeling is the tortoise too, Dan, but everybody here is yelling for the, uh, the sloth, so. <laughs> well, which, which one is it that they time with a sundial in the quarter mile? <laughs> I liked it, Dan. I thought that was good. Uh, now, you said tortoise or the sloth, sloth? <laughs> what do you think, Dan? You got a coin handy? <laughs> Need an answer, gentlemen. <clears throat> My career is ticking away here. Let's go with this audience. They're pretty smart here, so let's go with two. <laughs> Already? I'm afraid it is. Whatever it's called, the slot. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> We cannot get a fair trial here. These people are in your, are in your corner. That's right, too right. Although that was kind of, uh, I don't know about that. Thing, it was a dead giveaway. That wasn't straightforward knowledge, if you ask me. That was, uh... All right, uh, that's two right, one more right, and uh, you've got the uh, whole shebang here. We've got uh, current events, uh, people, places, and school left. Assuming that was odds and ends, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, we should have learned. Right? Dan, what would you like? Current events, people, places, or school? Things you should have learned in school. The last one there, please. Things we should have learned. Which romantic poet was crazy about daffodils and his sister? Our teacher out there, Marion, knows this. I saw her whisper. If you heard that whisper, you know what it is. Now, please try and keep down there. Which romantic poet... See, no one's shouting this out, huh? <laughs> Which romantic poet was crazy about daffodils and his sister? If you say all of them, that's probably true, too, but... Uh... <laughs> You're not going to give me any multiple choice on this No, one? This, you got to know this one. This is knowledge here. Talk it over, gentlemen. It's agronomy, daffodil. 
Horticulture. Horticulture, <laughs> right, okay. An allied field. Jeez. You Still any, there, Dan? You got any guesses, Dan? Here. Is your sister there? <laughs> How about uh, Shelly? That sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. It's wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's wrong. It's Wordsworth. Wordsworth. Right. right. Always get your Wordsworth with Wordsworth. That was his slogan, of course. Well, that's one wrong. Don't worry. You get uh, two more chances to get another one right. I think that's how it works. And uh, you're, you're doing real well. Don't worry about it. Current didn't take romantic poetry, huh? No. No. They don't have that in the egg college. Oh, I see. <laughs> you should round yourself out. Pick up uh, a host of golden daffodils. Uh, what was that from? Marion? Marion doesn't know either. See? So that's all right. What? I wandered lonely as a... Yeah, that was it, right, okay. <laughs> and there was my sister. Okay. <laughs> uh, current events, uh, people, and places. Did we skip school, or we got that last time? We had school. That's the one we failed. How about people? People, okay. Now, this is like survey results, okay. 75.6% of college freshmen today want to be rich. In 1970... What percentage wanted to be rich? This is multiple choice. Was it 2%, 21.7%, or 39.4%? This is college freshman in 1970. What were those percents again? 2%, 21.7%, or 39.4% of freshmen in 1970. How many remember 1970? Well, then you weren't there. That's how that joke came. Two percent, twenty-one point seven percent, or thirty-nine point four percent. I look in my crystal ball here over by uh, the piano, and I say twenty-one sounds like a good answer. Point seven. What do you think, Dan? Twenty-one point seven. I thought it was the first answer, Jack. Well, we're deviating from that rule, I guess. You're saying what? Although. Is that a hint uh, you're giving me here? No, the... I'm not. No, no. 21.7% you're saying? <laughs> what do you think, Dan? Just agree on it. It's a nice round number. 21. <laughs> no, it's 39.4%. Beware okay. of piano players bearing gifts. <laughs> Oh, that, well, John was 11 in 1970. What is it? I wasn't. <laughs> well, then you're 11 now. How do you like that? Yeah. I act like I'm 11. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, even up here. Two and two. This is a deciding question. Uh, you get this right, you win. You get it wrong, you lose. Fabulous prizes are uh, hanging the balance here. We have uh, current events and places left. Dan? What do you say, Jack? Places? Yeah. Geography. Sort of. Yes? <laughs> Geography. All right. In uh, Des Moines. We're talking about Des Moines consumption here now. Des Moines ranks number one in per capita consumption of... <laughs> please, if you know the answer to this, would you please hold your, hold your consumption, would you please? Corn liquor. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Ranks number one in per capita consumption of... A. Skippy peanut butter... B, Jell-O, or C, Kraft Macaroni? 
corn liquor. No, corn liquor is not one of the possibilities. <laughs> These are all brand names. You need a brand name, corn liquor. Fleischmann's corn liquor. They make? No, I don't think they do. Peanut butter and jello, and what was the third one? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to see what John was doing behind my back. Skippy peanut butter, jello, or Kraft macaroni? Jeez. <laughs> jello, how are you? <laughs> oh, please. Dan, we're getting some strong jello hints, and I haven't got a clue, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> my brain jello. Jello. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Macaron. You say? We're saying jello, I guess. Jello is right. <laughs> and also skippy peanut butter, so you can hardly lose in this one. Huh? You just you don't lead in craft macaroni, that's all. That's, that's not much to worry about. You, you won the quiz, congratulations. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> A lot of help. <laughs> yeah, but it shows you have a good general background in education, and uh, to reward that, here's what you've won. Well, Dan, uh, you've won a copy of the best-selling book, uh, Iowa Boy, by Chuck Offenberger, <laughs> published by Iowa State Press. Yeah, we've had to give them away. That's, uh, that's kind of... <laughs> and for you, Jack, you receive Hatman, the cap with a stereo radio inside, embossed with the emblem of your favorite professional or college team, including the Cyclones, I believe, from Dolphin Technological Industries of St. Petersburg, Florida. And each of you will receive Go Public, a traveler's guide to non-commercial radio by Natalie. McClendon. Congratulations. Hope you enjoy those. Jack, thanks for Thank being up there. Thank you. Meet you. Dan, stay in line. We'll make sure you get that. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Support for What Do You Know comes from NPR member stations and the NPR Arts and Performance Fund. Contributors include the National Endowment for the Arts, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, and the Tandy Corporation. Accommodations for What Do You Know staff were provided by the Best Western Skylight Village of Des Moines, one of Iowa's finest convention and meeting centers, 929 3rd Street, right off I-235. And once again, John Tuling and Jeff Eccles.
very much. It's called Stroller, one of my originals. Thank you. That's, uh, of course, John Tooling and Jeff Eccles joining him on bass. And a lot, wherever I go, uh, people ask me about John. And sometimes he's there at the time. I can never figure that out. You know, I say, what's with John? And I can never explain it. But, uh, I can't either. Anything you'd like to know about uh, John Tooling, this kind of the silent uh, member of this uh, question for nothing? Fine, okay. Uh, there's people on the line here who do have some questions. Let's see what they are. Hi, John, how are you? You there? No. Okay. Hi, Barb. Hello. How are you, Barb? Good. Nice to talk to you. What can I do for you? Um, I've got a question about shapes. I know what a three-dimensional circle is and a three-dimensional square and a three-dimensional triangle, but I don't know what a three-dimensional rectangle is called. A three-dimensional rectangle would be like a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, or a block. Or a what? Or a block. Yeah, okay, fine. But what's Cleared the official up. name? Uh, the official name? Uh, Parallel Piped. Parallel Piped, I think, if I recall correctly. <laughs> Okay? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Like broadcast news, right? Oh, I got the audience to do it. Perfect. Broadcast weather is going to be the next big one. A guy who gets, gets high when it's the highs and low with the lows. He's a manic depressive weatherman. I think it's a good <laughs> concept. Uh, uh, Troy, hi. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Can you hear me okay? Uh, okay. Sort of. Okay, there you are too. Troy, what can I do for you? Uh, well, um, I'm wanting to practice some imitating... Presidential candidate Paul Simon. You have an imitation of Paul Simon. I don't think I've heard an imitation of Paul Simon. The one running for president of the United States of America. Not the Art Garfunkel one. Okay. Okay. My fellow Iowans, I need to vote for the reasons following. One, I am running for the president of the United States. Uh huh. That's Two, very I'm close. Losing. That's very close. Thanks very much, Troy. <laughs> Bye now. Very close. I thought that was. Almost startling. In fact, I bet Paul Simon's wife calls up to wonder what he's doing. <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Uh, Sherwood is on the line here from uh, Clemens, Iowa. Hi, Sherman. Uh, Sherwood, how are you? Good. What can I do for you? I really wanted to be to the show, but by the time the radio signal got to my place, the tickets were all gone. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. You, there's a few seats left. Do you want to rush on down here? But... Uh, <laughs> We had some no-shows. I don't know where they are. They must have saw me and then, wow, and then split or something. I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Sherwood. Me hey, too. Anything, anything I do for you here? Any question you want to know? or? Uh... How did you come to decide to come to Ames? Well, uh, <laughs> we heard there was a free meal at the Taste of Thailand <laughs> restaurant if we would put those people on the air and it didn't, uh, it didn't, didn't work. pan out. No, I just... I thought you was coming to see the Cyclones play Oklahoma today. No, we didn't get to see the game. What time is the game? So we're missing it, huh? It's almost... No, it's, you're going to the game after this? Yeah. So that's why this is a staging area for the game. <laughs> this is like a tailgate party for the Cyclones game. Well, Sherwood, thanks for clearing that up. Nice to talk to you. Okay, fine. <laughs> He felt the same way. Right. He's just not all that expressive. Had a few words. Okay, Richard's on the line here from back in Wisconsin, Appleton. Hi, Richard. How are you? Hi. How you doing? Good. And what can I do for you, Richard? Um, I would like to know if anybody there knows what kickshaw means. What what means? Kickshaw. How do you spell that? K-I-C-K-S-H-A-W. Kickshaw. 
Anyone know? No, nope, nobody does. Next right. call, Richard. Okay. In Chicago, hi, Star. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, Star is a nice. Is that your real name? Yes. Strange Star. but true. Pardon me. Very strange but true. Star, a very pretty name, Star. What can I do for you? I want to know what a googly really is. I what think a, a did, googly? Did you see Hope and Glory? Yes, I did. And I think it's a it's a pitch. Yeah, it's a pitch. It's kind of a, a strange pitch. I think it's kind of like a sinker would be uh, in baseball. I'm not sure. I, tried, I watched the whole movie. I still couldn't figure it out. But uh, that googly is just kind of a, a hard-to-hit uh, pitch or a bowl, whatever they call it, in uh, cricket. Is that where that phrase googly-moogly came from? Uh, undoubtedly. <laughs> the question is, where did the phrase Jim Packard come from? Uh, was that cleared up? Yeah. That's See the good. movie a couple times. His father taught him it, and it was an important part of the movie, and I missed it, too. Okay. Something to do with growing up. But I missed that, too. Okay. We got... Uh, what do I do during the week? Thanks. I almost got through a show of being, without being asked what I do during the week. I play tennis with your minister, sir, on uh, Tuesdays. Uh, I play with the Lutheran, Lutheran uh, congregation on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, I play with the Catholic. We, we uh, play handball, tennis. Uh, a lot of those guys are out there. I'm the only one without a collar, actually. I just, I'm, I'm the only guy with open shirt. Okay. We are on the, Clive is on the line from Joplin, Missouri. Hi, Clive. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, thanks. What can we do you for? Well, I'm coming to the rescue about the googly. Yes. I'm rescuing the noble art of the googly, which is, in fact, uh-huh. um, uh, a, an off-break an off disguised break. as a leg break. Oh, that's the right. Bowler, the bowler bowls as if uh, to pitch the ball from the left to the right. Ah. And in fact, he's pitching it from the right to the left, so it's impossible for the batsman to know where the ball is going to spin from. I see. So ordinarily it would be an off-break, but this is a leg-break. <laughs> but it's somewhere between an off-break and a leg-break. No, it's definitely an off-break, but it's disguised to look like a leg-break. So the, the batter or uh, the batsman, is it the batsman? Yeah, the batsman is completely foxed. He's foxed by a googly. Yeah, and the googly is, is a real killer. It sounds very cuddly, but it's not at all. All right, and this is a part of uh, the right of manhood in England, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, if you can master the googly, you've made it. Okay, so there you have it. That's the art of the googly. We have that, since that was important information and seems to be... Are you from England? Uh, yeah, I am. What, what part of England are you from? I'm from southern England, and I never was able to master the googly. Never mastered a googly no. in his life. Did you see Hope and Glory? Uh, I don't think I did. Yeah, no. it was all about mastering a googly. But, uh, <laughs> we have something for you, Clive, just for supplying that information. We have, a, we have a copy, Clive, of uh, Roadside America, a guide to the strangest American tourist stops. You may find it of assistance That's as right. you travel around the My country. house is on there, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Did my own remodeling. Clive, hope you enjoy that. Thanks for clearing up the googly. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Ah. Does that clear it up, what a googly is? I can't. I don't understand cricket, I must admit. Because you can run anywhere, I guess. You run back I and forth. I understand that game. I mean, I've watched it a couple times, and you run back and forth, and somehow it scores points that way. And you can hit the ball anywhere. They play, like, in a huge circle. It doesn't make any sense at all. There's no catcher. That's what I can't figure. There's a post there. Is there a catcher in, in cricket? There is? They call him a catcher? A wicker? Wicket keeper. A wicket keeper. Okay, so uh, there you have it. A wicket keeper. What a great game. Huh? What are the dynamics of What Cosell could do with cricket, I don't know. Okay, I'll just say a little one more person here. Uh, Steve is calling back in uh, Wisconsin from Appleton. Hi, Steve, how are you? Real good. First, uh, real quickly, uh, you know how small a town in Iowa is when they have city 
that's a small town. Thanks for that one, Steve. But, uh, yes. John, we've got a real good following of yours here in Appleton, and uh, we're wondering when you guys are going to bring the show on the road here. Well, we were up there in, in Green Bay not too long ago. Green Bay we go up to. Yeah, so we'll, I'm sure we'll be back at some point. Well, that's good, because you guys are in competition with Lawrence University's uh, annual trivia competition. Yeah, I know, it's tough. We're sweating it out here. <laughs> nice talking to you. Okay. Hey, Steve. Yeah, John has a following wherever he goes, and I believe it's IRS. I'm not sure. <laughs> the thundering herd following John Tooling now, actually. And, uh, isn't it nice to know that people out there care about you? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> well, you guys want to do numbers since we got you both here, and uh, since you have a following. Oh, uh, yeah, we could. If it's not too much trouble, yeah. I don't know if it, you don't have to. John Tooling, Jeff Eccles.
down. Thank you very much. John Tulling and Jeff Eccles, all the way from Wisconsin. Now, you, do you have, folks have any misconceptions about Wisconsin I can clear up while I'm here? When, when you think of Wisconsin, what do you think of? The Dells. The Dells there in Robot World and... What's, I'm sorry, sir, you reacted negatively to that. There's more than the Dells in Wisconsin. I'm from Wauwatosa. Yeah, and there's more than Wauwatosa, I might add, too. There's... Not much. Yeah. Not much at all. Yeah. The, Do you want to clear up that misconception? I think uh, the zoos, the uh, dairy farming. Uh, clears up a lot there. The cheese, the milk products, of course, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Bartlett, that's all the Dells. Okay, so sorry, misconception. A lot of people think there are more cows than people in Wisconsin, for example. And if that's true... It's only because they've been encouraged to reproduce. Everyone knows that. <laughs> and that, I do that joke every chance I get. So that, uh, I hope that, see, there's a lot to Wisconsin. Of course, there's a lot to, uh, now, now, we talked a little bit before the show about the, uh, the national attention to Iowa and the fact that a lot of, a lot of it has been semi-negative, like the caucuses are too important, right? And there's some negative response to that across the nation. Anyone want to speak to that here? I'm kind of curious. I don't want to do too much of a Phil Donahue here, but anyone here is a little upset about the press that Iowa's been getting? Or this, uh, yes, there's a gentleman right down here who wants to speak his piece. And how does Phil do this for an entire show? I can't see it. Oh, my ankle. My ankle. Turn my Marion, where's the... Yeah. I'm, I'm not upset at all about it. I think Iowa deserves all the attention that we get. But some of it is saying that these caucuses are too important, and why should a bunch of Iowans decide for the nation? Well, they are too important, but I'm, why am I going to say that that's bad? I'm from Iowa. I like everybody. Yeah. I like having all these candidates come. You're from Iowa and you like everybody. Huh? No, to my doorstep. I like having them come to my doorstep. Who has come to your doorstep is the question. Well, not exactly to my doorstep. Ah. <laughs> they've, come to the, they've come to the union to, uh, yeah. to speak to everybody, and they were in T.Y. Stevens just yeah. last week, all, all seven of them, all seven of the important ones. Yeah. What? And I think they should run as a totem. You know, they stack them up one on top of the other, and they'd have, they'd have a Democratic totem pole. Yeah, Democratic. That's the key. Democratic. That's the key for you, apparently, but I don't know about for this row back here. Now, and if, now and this, let's look at this row here. This is a, these have been scientifically selected here. <laughs> as typical Iowans, they reflect every geographical area of Iowa, every economic circumstance. And uh, how do you feel about the press attention in uh, Iowa? I think it's terrific. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's terrific. I think it's very well deserved. Well deserved, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Fun. It's the hard land of the country. Okay. We don't have car plants, but at least we can have the caucuses. Okay. I like it. Huh? I'll be glad when it's over. <laughs> I think caucuses are lousy. I like a primary much better. Primary? Okay. Because you don't have to get out at night and go to the precinct. Well, I just think that the caucuses are more subject to manipulation. Uh-huh. Okay. I disagree. I think it's great. Uh-huh. Well, I think uh, that Iowans are very interested in uh, who the next president is going to be, and if everyone else in the nation wants to focus on our thoughts, I think that's fine. There you have it. Cross-section of scientifically selected. <laughs> and a little fellow running around the steps here. We can't catch him or we'd pull him immediately here. Hiya. Uh, do you talk, too? No, you just run around. Okay, he's working off that energy there. All the caucuses, all the focus of attention has really worked up a lot. And there you have it, scientific poll of Iowans. How many of you really will be glad when it's over, though? Yeah. The rest of you like it. 
We used to have the first primary in Wisconsin for years, you know, and then it was the same thing. You'd run all these candidates through the dairy farms, uh, make them milk. You know, if they walk towards the bull, you let them. <laughs> and in Iowa, they got to go through it too. I mean, it's obligatory to hold a pig, you know. Since, uh, would you vote on a man uh, for a man who could not hold a pig properly? Yes. You would. Well, that's interesting. Then why do they make him do it? I wonder. I don't know. I guess it gets good press coverage. Yeah. Who has held a pig best? Would you say? In the, uh, has George now? George Bush doesn't seem to do that kind of thing now. Have you seen him holding a pig? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm not big on him though. Anyway, okay. no. Did I defame him? Did he hold a pig in the course of that? Because I've been looking at all the media stuff. I haven't seen Bush holding a pig in the whole. Oh, man, bad, bad. Too slippery, huh? Okay, okay. Are you tired of all the attention? Uh, not yet, no. That you're getting from her, I mean? No, <laughs> certainly not. No. She uh, what? a lot of good attention. Yeah, are you two going out together? Uh, I guess you could say that. Oh, I mean, you guess you could say that? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. So. Wouldn't you know by now if you're, if you're going out then? Just recently I, I figured it out. She's been following me around a lot. Is this true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, how many years has it been going on on this level? Uh, three, I think. Three years? Can you believe it? It's kind of low-key, isn't it, after three years? <laughs> he doesn't even know if you're going out after three years. He likes to put up a front, he really. He's the one that follows me around. He puts up a front and he wears suspenders to hold it up, I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you meet? Uh, in high school. You're in high school, though, aren't you? No. You're older than high school? Yeah. How old are you? I'm a sophomore at Drake University. Of course, you're a sophomore. Boy, am I getting old or what? This man's a sophomore in college, and your name is? Pat Carney. Pat and? Uh, Jenny Ritz. Okay, maybe you should get a little more serious about this relationship, okay? Try leaning towards each other instead of away. <laughs> That's a bad sign right there. That's a, Consuelo and I do that a lot. Nice to meet you both. Uh, we right. are down to the last few minutes here. I wanted to make sure and thank the people at WOI and Ames. Right. Uh, Don Forsling and, and uh, Carol Ann in particular, who helped out so much. <laughs> and the people... Uh, the people here at the Fisher Theater have been great. The people of Ames have been fantastic. And Des Moines. Ames, Des Moines. And of course, the Taste of Thailand. People who came down here today and Chuck uh, Offenberger. It's been great. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. And Jim, I know you've got some more formal thank yous to go through. What Do You Know is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for National Public Radio. Producer Michael Feldman, associate producer Jim Packard with technical direction by Michael DeMarc with assistance from Rick Kirkpatrick, Dan Curtis, and Dave Knippel. Next week, the most traveled child in the world, Chauncey Klaus, and a salute to... Are we going to throw I a dart? I got the dart here. Now, okay. who would like the honor? We're going to pick a town of the week here. Sir, you are first up. If you would throw that dart at the map, as you see, we've rearranged the map of the U.S. What I did was put the uh, Midwest uh, actually in the Far East now. So, Just throw the dart at the map, and we'll see the town of the week. will be somewhere in North Carolina, Kannapolis, North Carolina. Thank you very much. A town of the week next week. Thank you, Ames. It's been a pleasure being here. Thank you all.
call What Do You Know and get a recording, you're listening to a tape. Leave a message, or if you'd like to qualify for the quiz, send us a postcard with your name, address, and phone number to What Do You Know, 821 University Avenue, Madison, Wisconsin, 53706. See you next week. Thank you.